Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie. I'm here with uh, Tom uh, Dermody and uh, he's with Industrial Hemp Research Foundation. And we're here at the HIA conference in uh, Denver, Colorado. So, uh, Tom, how you doing? I'm doing just fine, Coach Freddie. How you doing? I'm just doing fine here. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your uh, organization or your business. What are you doing? Sure thing. So, the Industrial Hemp Research Foundation is a 501c3, which means we're a nonpartisan, non-lobbying group. Okay. It focuses on identifying research projects that will ultimately bolster the usage and efficiency of hemp as an input in its related industries. We work within the university system here in Colorado to ensure that the projects that we support have the biggest impact long term and you know, we really see an awesome opportunity here in the state thanks to how section 7606 of the Farm Bill and Amendment 64 work together and we on top of that the research capabilities here in Colorado provide us with not only the faculty to be long-term but the readership to get more people that are outside the hemp world involved with the industry and that we run the gambit from projects related to CBD to composite materials to industrial to large-scale industrial applications and we hope to be a, a national voice in the next couple of years we definitely see some states that are coming on board that we'd like to get more involved with but we want to get our legs under us here in Colorado to ensure that we have a name for ourselves so that when we trans play it into other states, we can really make the best of, of what we have to offer. Uh, uh, super. Yeah, and sometimes I say that we're the bridge between business or commercial opportunities and the universities themselves. You know, the commercial opportunities, while they've been doing a great op great service to themselves getting up and running, they don't have the time nor the expertise to really navigate the complex structure that exists in university research. And we've, uh, for lack of a better word, we can outsource domestically the research opportunities that we want to see done. We can also be a, an arm for industry to say, you know, what projects are best going to serve them and which research projects are a little too lofty for anyone's services right now and that's that's really what we're here to do okay and I hope your readers check us out on the ihrfoundation.com okay super well thanks yeah. do you have any for questions for me uh, well you know what is the one thing that you want to take away from this conference that's a good question I think the biggest thing for me at this conference is refining you know you may be aware but uh, just five days ago uh, the USDA notified uh, through the Federal Registrar that NEFA, which is the arm of the USDA that does federal funding grants, is going to open its doors up to hemp. So we're trying to figure out how we can best service the industry by being a supplemental funding arm and navigating what will become re federal research dollars and what is a best ser service to the industry. Because sometimes those researchers that get federal funding aren't necessarily doing the best thing to serve the public interest. So we want to be an arm to ensure that you know, we can navigate 
funding towards the right projects at the right time. Uh, you know, there are plenty of researchers out there that want to get involved with hemp, but they might not necessarily know what's the, in the best interest of the industry, and that's our our interest is ensuring that the projects that we support have a strong end use case for both uh, commercial enterprises and the consumers that they serve. Super. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. Well, thanks, Tom, for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution podcast, and looking forward to talking to you in the future. Sure thing, Coach Ray. Thanks a lot. Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, and I'm here at the HIA convention in, Den- in Denver, and I'm talking with Nancy Quigley, That's it. and she is a nurse practitioner and herbalist and out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, hi, Nancy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm just doing fantastic. We're here uh, on the last day of the uh, convention. And uh, tell us about yourself, and I understand, well, you're a nurse practitioner, but you're also mm-hmm. growing hemp, too, right? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm a licensed hemp farmer in Tennessee, and also a processor, and, but this year I'm really focusing on learning more about the plant itself, so I'm just doing a very small growth. Okay, how many? Uh, um, how much did you grow this year? Um, I was registered for about five acres, but I only grew about 50 plants. I kept it really small and manageable. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your uh, your practice. Well, right now I'm working with a physician, and she's also an integrative practitioner as well as an herbalist. And we work with um, patients and also teach classes. We're starting to develop some herbal classes to teach. So hemp is going to be part of that as well. Okay. Well, that's good. So... Um, so, how do you see the uh, hemp uh, integrating with uh, your practition? Well, I'm very interested in the CBD, of course, and exactly yeah. the cannabinoids, all the terpenes, all the beneficials that are in hemp. Um, I'm definitely a whole plant person, so I definitely see see this as as part of working with people and try to introduce them to um, another herb that could be helpful for their health, both as in a preventative as well as a you know, helping them out in a healing process. Okay, so um, you're all the way from Tennessee yes. to Colorado here at the convention. What is the one thing that you want to take away from this convention here? Well, I'm predominantly interested in the medicine side, the science side of it at this time, um, but being a hobbyist farmer, you know, learning a little bit more about growing techniques is also interesting to me, and it's and I did actually attend some of the building as well because I, you know, I'm a firm believer in being environmentally correct and trying to be sustainable. And I feel like hemp is a valu- incredibly valuable plant in that regards as well. It's probably not my forte, but it's certainly interested in it. Oh, sure. So uh, you see, you integrating the the hemp into your practition. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. And uh, so what are you going to do with the, your plants, your 50 plants that you planted? This year I'm going to practice with making medicine and try a number of different ways. Um, I actually met a lady here who is from Europe and she has a, a unique recipe and she's going to send it to me. So trying to find different ways to, to look at processing it, uh, making tinctures and, herb and oils. Okay. Well, great. Well, Nancy, thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution podcast. Thank you. Hey, this is Coach Freddie, and I'm sitting here with Sam Johnston, and he's an attorney in Virginia. So, Sam, how are you doing today? Doing great. 
tell us about your business. Well, it's just an incredibly exciting field right now because it's so changing so quickly. But I'm, I've been an environmental lawyer for many years in California, so I've always been interested, of course, in hemp and in its uh, benefits uh, to the environment, um, and uh, of course the the. All, all the different ways in which hemp uh, is beneficial to you know wildlife and mitigates climate change and all that. More recently, I've gotten involved in uh, in, in some some uh, some clients who are in the hemp business and doing this and that. I've, I've, there are a lot of um, burgeoning cannabis businesses that need their product trademarked, and that's one thing I do: some intellectual property and help. Uh, get some protection for their brand okay. and but um, in Virginia of course um, we've got a hemp research program which is proceeding somewhat slowly but proceeding nonetheless and it's encouraging we've had uh, a good a, uh, some good results this year um, uh, as particularly um, one farmer that I'm aware of is growing it for biofuel um, and his model is to grow hemp on his farm and, po and power his tractors with it Oh, okay. And he's yeah. been growing biofuel for a long time now, so he's he's pretty well situated to uh, to jump in and see how the hemp uh, works in that regard. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And so uh, you came all the way from uh, Virginia uh, here to Colorado. What is the one thing that you want to take away from this conference here? Well, I'd like to learn as much as I possibly can about all the different aspects of the coming hemp economy, and there are many. Um, I also want to be able to go forward, you know, with more knowledge about uh, the changing legal landscape of hemp. Uh, there are a number of experts here and um, government officials and agriculture uh, department folks and experts who, uh, who know about the law and there's, there are a lot of ins and outs and it's, it's it, uh, like I say, changing pretty rapidly. Of course, the, the main thing that needs to happen next is uh, legislation at the federal level to allow hemp farming to occur commercially in the U.S. So that's one of our biggest goals. If we can advance that, and I think uh, um, a lot of folks at this conference are are here to help sort of network and gather resources in order to accomplish that. Yeah, yeah, and I know in Virginia that Kai is running for, uh, is it Senate? Right, Kai Degner. Yeah. It, well, he's running for Bob Goodlatte's seat. Okay. And in the House, and of course, uh, Representative Goodlatte is chairman of the House Ju Judiciary Committee, the, the all-important committee when it comes to uh, making any kind of cannabis reform. Um, and uh, actually, um, very recently, Representative Goodlatte visited uh, the farm that I was just mentioning that's, um, that's growing biofuel. And so he actually seems to be coming around and is speaking favorably about it. Um, we don't know to what extent he's going to would act, would actually act to to you know get it out of the, the committee bottleneck that it's been in for so long. Um, but now that Kai Degner is, is is making an issue out of it, we think that that's very promising. You know, Goodlatte has to know that he's being challenged from a significant constituency here that believes that hemp farming should have been around a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Well, Sam, thanks for being a guest on the I Have for Revolution podcast. Thanks, Coach Freddie. I really appreciate it.
Hey, this is uh, Coach Freddie. I'm here at the HIA convention outside of Denver, Colorado. I'm talking with Tim Callahan uh, from Asheville, North Carolina. Tim, how are you doing? Well, it's been a pretty wild ride here in Denver. Yes, yes. Uh, you had all kind of things going at your booth, and you were also a speaker and did a pre presentation here. Yeah, we were presenting on the um, you know the market potential for hempcrete building you know in the U.S. market and uh, also what that might potentially mean to growers and processors you know here in Colorado and in other states as well. Mm -hmm. So. Um, what is your uh, overall perspective? Can you give us like a, a minute and a half or two minutes on your on your hours <laughs> presentation? Well, I'll see if I have any words left. I might have used them all up this weekend or this week. Uh, oh, I think this is a really this is although this has been going on in the United States for probably the last eight years. Um, it's still in many ways a fledgling industry, and there are you know, there are some. Uh, we're absolutely convinced of the market potential for this and the, and the benefit to really the broader public in being able to bring this to market and, and use it on a broad scale. There, there are clearly some uh, legislative and you know, code issues that we're in the process of addressing. I think there's been a, an amazing amount of progress that's been made, particularly just in the last few years. So um, I think that the movement we're seeing is significant and you know the, the future looks pretty good there there's there's a lot of work to be done still but it looks good and sue uh, you're an architect there with alembic studio yes yes and your partner is lulia brera so um you're designing these uh buildings now we've been doing this since 2008 okay yeah so i mean our specialty to date is been mostly custom residential projects, you know, some fairly um, high-end projects. It's given us an opportunity to really explore a lot of different methods and, you know, uh, structural needs, a lot of different regions of the country, you know, but, but now we're really moving into making this, uh, simplifying it for a lot of people for both cost and, and just a code approval reasons. Yeah. Uh, I know over in Europe they were building some complexes, maybe not real high, but I mean two, maybe three stories. Uh, do you have any plans for anything like that in the near future? Well, one of our goals has always, you know, since our first project was to really make this an affordable option for people. Okay. You know, something where really you could live in a healthier, you know, longer lasting home um, with better, much higher energy efficiency. It's taken us a while to get to that point, but finally we really have. And in Europe, it's really not at all, I mean, it's used as in affordable housing projects and multifamilies and apartments and commercial. Um, and, and, you know, the trajectory here, you know, I'm, I'm confident that our trajectory here will lead us to that point. Um, not quite there yet, although we're involved with the... Uh, with some municipalities in North Carolina and organizations there to develop some pilot projects for affordable housing that then could be replicated throughout the state. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that's a model that we could then, you know, other states might be able to use. Oh, yeah, that's great. What's the one thing that you wanted to get out of this conference personally for yourself and, and your business, basically? Well, I think um, this is always good. I mean, 
the, you know, the HIA is, is the growth in the organization and the, just the vitality has just grown over the years. Um, the vitality especially, I guess, is most notable as for the climate, you know, in the U.S. has changed. I think for us, really, it's being able to build a broader base of um, just our own collaborative work, working with farmers and processors, and you know, because this is something that we we all have, you know, we can all benefit from, and I think working together, you know, toward that common end. Um, and there are lots of pieces to it, um, but you know our combined efforts are going to are, uh, are much more likely to bring it to you know bring some rewards to the fruits of our labors in a shorter time period than if we were all just out there laboring alone. Exactly. So and there are just so many great people here um, doing some really amazing work. Okay. Okay. Well, Tim, thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution podcast. My pleasure, Coach. Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, and I'm here at the HIA convention in uh, Denver, Colorado. I'm talking with Dr. Tom Quick, and uh, he's with Grow More. So, Tom. Coach Freddie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to meet you, man. Tell me a little bit about your business uh, and uh, when you got started. You're in California, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Grow More is a fertilizer company. goes back all the way to 1918. We're uh, basic and water-soluble fertilizers, but we do quite a bit of work in the hydro market. Okay. And I'm up here looking at the outdoor industrial hemp. And yesterday I was on the wonderful tour where we went out and looked at CBDRX and then over to Fort Collins Research Farm and saw some of the outdoor strain trials, and it was cool. very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, my doctorate's in entomology with a minor in plant path, but I've worked on integrated production management for many years, a lot of insect pest world control, and uh, although I'm in the fertilizer business now, it was absolutely fantastic to see the trials and finally see our dream of having hemp under a center pivot. Oh, that's super. So you're in, uh, was it Gardena? Yeah, Gardena, California, just eight miles up from the L.A. Harbor, oh. where we bring in all that fertilizer stuff. And, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and so you're here in uh, Denver, Colorado, and um, Tom, let me ask you a question here. What's the one thing that you want to take away from this convention? We have two days left here. Yeah, uh, well, the main thing I'm doing is up here, I'm trying to get the education on where we are with actually the industrial hemp side of our, as we come off prohibition of food, fiber, medicine, and energy. Those are all things that I'm very bullish on and excited about. My ag career has been global for many years. I've worked in safe pesticides, things like Safer Soap and BT. And um, I just am very excited in my life. I've been a long-time enthusiast about cannabis and hemp back since 1968 time frame when I was just a teenager overseas in Okinawa. I got interested in it. And what I hope to really get out of this today is learn more about the industrial hemp side of it from the perspective of where we are with medicine, food, and fiber and how I can contribute to that having had a whole career and background in insect management or what I call integrated production management. Mm -hmm. Starts with fertilizer, genetic selection, and all those positive things that we're doing towards bringing this whole economy to fruition. Now, uh, do you have anything to do with the the organic farming? Yeah, it's it's interesting you would ask. I'm actually one of the co-founders of the Organic Fertilizer Association of California. Growmore is a founding member, and I'm the vice chairman of that. And what that is in California, we're the group under the California Department of Food and Ag set up the organic input materials 
materials program under the national program. I've developed many products in my career in the organic input side of the equation, things like Safer Soap that you've probably heard of in ag. And uh, it's a big thing to me in that we can put uh, organic production in place mostly sustainable and, rege and renewable. That's yeah. the key thing here and I love seeing that in this agriculture. As we get a chance to build this from the ground up at this point, what we've got is the ability to take those integrated production management tools. That's all the stuff from genetics, cultivation, irrigation, all those things we've learned in that high-tech indoor hydro. Mm -hmm. We've now got a real positive uh, chance to help build that. And I realize the industrial hemp, HIA, has been around uh, the Industrial Hemp Association has been around a long time. We've been doing this for many, many years and internationally, but I come here to find out more from you guys that know a lot more about it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'm here to learn myself. That's yeah. why I'm doing this here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Coach Freddie, it's great. And again, I uh, there's so, many, so much things that people have understood for such a long time. But again, it's just uh, it's a very exciting time that we're coming off the prohibition of something that's uh, food, fiber, and medicine, and energy. It's all Those are all areas that have an enormous expansion potential. We have the greatest agronomy in the world in a lot of factors but we're catching up on this one yep, so we're yep. trying to bring all that integrated stuff from other arenas and bring her to bear well dr tom uh, thanks for uh, being a guest on the i hemp revolution podcast thank you much sir appreciate it hey this is coach freddie and i'm here at the uh HIA convention in Denver. I'm talking to Tyler Frank. He's the owner of Ahemptopia in California. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing very good. Learning a lot of information here at the Hemp Industry Association Conference. Yeah, so tell us about uh, your business in uh, California. I know that you were uh, a contributor to the Hemp Roadshow trip that I was on. Gave a, a few items of clothing that I wear. Thank you very much, um, you know, for having me, and uh, thank you for wearing them. Um, we de we design and we develop clothing that basically functions. So hemp hemp yarn, hemp fiber, you know, you can make a hemp T-shirt, hemp socks, hemp boxer briefs that hold a higher level of serviceability because of the beneficial properties of the hemp. Um, one of those properties is being naturally antibacterial. Another one is going to be hemp is the strongest natural fiber. So it's stronger than cotton, stronger than some of the other bast fibers that they use um, uh, from natural plants. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the clothing is a mixture of hemp and cotton. Why is that? It is because in, in, in design terms, you know, we can make a 100% hemp apparel. 100% okay. um, hemp canvas would work good for um, pants, uh, work pants, or a work jacket, such as Carhartt. Okay. You know, something, something like that. But in terms of, you know, knitwear, for example, our socks that we make or our boxer briefs, you can incorporate a little bit of the cotton in there, and that actually will add um, some softness, okay. some softness to the material, and you, you also have the hemp in there um, for the functionality. Okay. to add the, add the benefits of being antimicrobial, being stronger, that sort of thing. Okay, and how long have you been in business there in California? 
I've been in business since 2005, okay. and so quite a while, but only within maybe the last five years that I've focused all our time you know, and, and energy into developing the business, and all of our products we design around functionality. So there's a lot of, you know, you can make a lot of uh, products no novelty, so to speak, you know, that's made from him, but most of the products that we make hold a higher level of serviceability. So we incorporate the hemp into the product so that it has higher benefits. Now, do you, you manufacture a lot of the stuff yourself, or...? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we manufacture everything ourselves. You know, unfortunately, most of the fabric is coming from either Romania, um, China, or Hungary. Okay. And Romania, the European countries, it's going to be more of a canvas or a woven material, and it's going to be rougher. China has actually perfected making hemp yarn, and okay. especially for knitwear, uh, okay. the machine yarn. Mm -hmm. So the best quality hemp yarn is coming from China. Okay. And then, you know, sometimes we do some of the assembly over there, or we'll buy the material and do the assembly, the cut and the sew here in the United States. What is the number one reason, or what would you like to take away from this convention? You know, the best thing is, is for me, the first convention I ever went to um, years ago, I learned a tremendous amount and, you know, was around people that also had a passion for him. So now, over the years that I've been coming to these, um, you know, these conferences for some time now, now when I come, it's good to see old friends at the conferences. It's good to meet the new people that are getting involved in the hemp industry, whether it be CBD, whether it be seed, whether it be fiber, clothing, that sort of thing, um, you know, and learn about what they're doing, the okay. new entrepreneurs. And also, you know, to, to speak with people and learn about a lot of the speakers here at the conferences. There's so many, so many speakers and a great wealth of knowledge uh, from those people that are very versed in their specific field of research. Well, I want to uh, thank you very much for being a, uh, another guest on the I Have Revolution podcast. Oh, thank you very much, Freddie. Thanks for having me. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.